coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. Yes. But they don't have to be your future. They That's right. do not. You can turn around that past. You don't have to be your past. You can defy the odds. It doesn't matter what 17,000 people proved during the adverse childhood experience questionnaire. Huge, huge study. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's nice research and it's nice. Those are great statistics to know, but you do not have to be a statistic. You can turn it around. And that's the beauty of it. And you and I are living, living proof. Welcome to the show from the The MD MD and Chef Team. Team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. (laughs) Yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, yeah, we like to have fun, too. So let's get on with the show. Hi, Danny. How is it going? Oh, my goodness. It's going great. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Where are you? Tell everybody where you're coming from. Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. I Mm -hmm. love your accent. I miss that from America. We don't have that here in New Zealand. Yeah, well, I lived in New York City for three, almost three years, never lost the accent. So every time I opened my mouth, people would turn around on the subway like, who's that redneck in here? Oh, I don't know. I, I, it's, I, thank you. I appreciate it. I love it. So you were born in, in Tennessee. Now, actually, I was born in Maryland on a Navy base, but I was raised in Kentucky. And I moved here 15 years ago when I went to nurse practitioner school and I've never left. I love it here. Love Nashville. Really? And have you seen Dolly Parton? Well, no, but she's all over the place. You always hear, you know, where she is and things like that. But if Nashville had an ocean, it would be a complete utopia. There would be no reason to leave here. It's the perfect city. Now, people are coming here in droves, but I love it. I like it. So I I, I love it here. It's great. It's a good, good city, pretty central to everything. Good airport. And I could get to New Zealand, not quickly, but I could definitely fly out of here to get to New Zealand. So. Yeah, well, someday we'll be able to get on a plane again and leave New yes, Zealand ma'am. and come oh, back, yeah. <laughs> come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Times are crazy right now, but oh, well, luckily for us, we know that all pandemics end, right? Amen to that. Yes, yeah. they do. Hey, Danny, how about if I introduce you to our listeners? Because we I would do, love that. Because we just take off, don't we? <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's how I go. 90 to nothing. I know. And I know you and I are going to be good friends for a long time. I can't wait to see you in person when I come to America or you come to New Zealand because you're my kind of woman. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Back at you. Danny Williamson is an FNP. Now, FNP stands for Family Nurse Practitioner. And I love working with family nurse practitioners. We don't have them here in New Zealand as much as we did when I was working in Colorado. But I love working with FNPs. And she also owns an integrative family medicine and wild and well wellness emporium in Franklin, Tennessee. She focuses on gut autoimmune thyroid Hashimoto's thyroiditis is her passion hormone and adrenal health with her patients. Her approach embodies a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual process to healing. She believes that God designed our bodies. I know, me too. I, to heal oh themselves. Yes, yes, that's right. To heal themselves. We must simply give our bodies what they need. She completely reversed 
24 years of chronic lifestyle diseases, which we'll be discussing, by healing her gut and building her immune system. Danny incorporates the art of medicine by balancing traditional and integrative therapies. Danny also encourages her patients to step out of the realm of normal and reach for optimal health. That's such a functional medicine approach, isn't it? Reach for yes. your optimal level. Danny is a sought after speaker at various conferences and workshops where she leads discussions on gut, adrenal, thyroid, hormone, and brain health. She is on the board of Middle Tennessee chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and believes strongly in addressing issues of adverse childhood trauma and its relationship to overall long-term health conditions. Amen. Yes. So yes. important. It's her key. first, her first book, which we're going to be hearing about today. Your first book. Oh my gosh, it's like giving birth, isn't it? <laughs> Much more painful than birth. It was, it was awful. Ah, oh, her first book called "Wild and Well: Danny's Six Common Sense Steps to Radical Healing" is being released November 9th, twenty twenty one, by Morgan James Publishing. She believes that your health is not rocket science. I love this. Your health is not rocket science and healing shouldn't be either. Welcome to the MD and chef team. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Yes. It's not rocket science. It's common sense. Practical medicine is what it is, but we're not not so common anymore though. It's not common. It's so simple, but not common. No, no. I'd like to start, you know, when I was reading about you and just listening and watching, I was thinking, oh yeah, I definitely want to talk about this. What are, you know, about our past, our childhood experiences, the ACE, um, the adverse childhood experiences. Can you talk and share with the listeners what your experiences with ACE scores with your healing and with others healing? Yes. Well, I grew up in complete chaos, complete chaos. Uh, My grandfather had died by suicide. My mother attempted suicide multiple times. I had chronic diarrhea from all the stress in my house and I had two abusive stepfathers. And so I had my very first colonoscopy at age 18. And then, you know, and then I was 15 years later, I was still struggling with IBS. I was in a very difficult marriage. I too had decided to die by suicide that that morning in Paducah, Kentucky, and mm-hmm. made the decision that's what I was going to do, drive off the foot of Broadway into the Ohio River, and not, there was nothing anyone could do. And then all of a sudden, my kids came in the room. And it was it was it was God, it was all God. And they were mama, mama what's for breakfast kind of thing. My husband was at work and I looked at them immediately and I knew I'm not going to, there's no way I can leave those kids with Greg. And I got up, I fed the children food and, you know, and the rest is history. But I grew, I grew up with, with a pretty rough childhood, even though no one knew it. No one knew 20 years old diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. Then I started itching in my 20s uncontrollably, uncontrollably, still dealing with with chaos with my mother who had been institutionalized a few times. And Mm. then she started drinking. Well, I don't know, honestly, when she started drinking. And then then I was diagnosed with lupus in my 30s, mid 30s. And that was a booger of a diagnosis. And the rheumatologist just straight up looked me square in the eye, leaned in and said, Danny, there's no cure for lupus. Actually, she said, Danielle. There's no cure for lupus. It kills women every year. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh. I know this is what she said. And then she said, here's your pain medicine. Here's your anti-inflammatory. And it it happened to be, what was I put on? Vioxx. Vioxx. And and, and then she said, you know, when you check your liver functions every six months or something, I don't know. And then I was depressed. So I got put on every depression, every anti-anxiety medicine known to man, which put the final nail in my coffin because, you know, that just totally blunted me, killed my sex drive, but put the final nail in my marriage. I'm in my, the coffin of the marriage. So, so all that being said, um, I was sick for a lot of years. 
and did not realize that adverse childhood experiences were a huge were a huge piece of that. They set you up for a lifetime of chronic lifestyle disease. 24 years of seeing doctors, 10 doctors later, four gastroenterologists before a family practice doc leaned into me and said, Danny, what are you eating? Mm. Don't you know your diet controls your disease? Now that helped me get my health back in order, but it did nothing for the childhood trauma that you still had. I still had to work on emotionally, right? And right, psychologically. Right, right, right. And so when I learned about adverse childhood experiences, I mean, I've spent the last 11 years helping women and men reverse chronic lifestyle disease by healing the gut, but I missed it for at least eight or nine years that, okay, I can only get them so far if they had a lifetime, uh, 18 years of childhood trauma. And we've never addressed it. Mm-hmm. Adverse childhood experiences, the American Pediatric Association, I think his name was Dr. Block. He used to be the president of, of the Pediatric Association, said it is the number one public health crisis in the United States that we have missed. We've and, it, and in New Zealand. And in New oh, Zealand. So in the world. I would yeah, assume in, in the world. world. He in said, you world. know, we've educated. I think actually Dr. Christine or Dr. Nadine, Burke Harris said, we've educated these families about putting their children on the backs, right? On their backs. We've covered up sockets. We've covered up swimming pools. We've done all the things to keep these children safe. Mm. Yet we never addressed the toxic stress going on in the home. And how that affects our limbic system. You bet it does. And, and we know that the more adverse childhood experiences that you have in your, in your childhood, the higher your rate of suicide is, depression, anxiety, um, uh, cardiovascular disease, stroke. Um, oh, well, the list goes on and on, you know. Um, how, how did you feel, Danny? How did you feel when you realized, when you learned about all this? Like, I am not my mother's story. Like, this is my story that's affecting my mental health. And I am at risk. I think it's what, 200 times increased risk of suicide? No, it's 1,400. It's 14. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if your A score is greater than four, you've got a 1,400 times risk of suicide. Like, what did you think when you heard that? I was horrified, absolutely horrified, and ticked off that my university, my nurse practitioner school had never taught our class of 300 and something nurse practitioners at all about adverse childhood experiences. Not only did we not know about what was at the end of your fork could kill you or Mm -hmm. heal you. We were never taught that, you know, Mm. this patient wasn't born with irritable bowel syndrome. They turned it on. We were never taught about ACEs fascinating to me. And and that was 11 years ago. I was mad. I was mad. I was really mad. And you want to know a patient, a patient came to the office one day and said, I want to talk to you about something. And this was like after hours. And he taught me, he's the one who taught me about adverse childhood experiences. And he came on my health show that I do on Facebook on Sunday nights called Sunday night service. He came Mm -hmm. on and we taught about adverse childhood experiences. And I've just learned all I could about it since then. And now every single new patient that comes to my office gets this questionnaire right now. This questionnaire, the adverse childhood experience questionnaire that was developed by Dr. Filetti and the CDC in the you know late 90s, 2000s. And it has changed the way I practice medicine. Can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. Can I get a copy of that? Absolutely. I'll email that to you because Thank we you. printed, we, we tweaked it. We didn't change anything because you can't change anything if you're going to do that. Right, right. We've got it in our own format and I'll email this to you. It's also available for free online, your listeners um, and, and viewers. If you go to, um, you could just type in adverse childhood experiences questionnaire. NPR yes. has one on yes. there. And yes. You can take it off of the NPR and you know, it's 10 questions. Right, right. It Emotional, is a 10 questions. physical, mental, sexual, you know, what happened to you before the age of 18. It is amazing. So once you found out 11 years ago that that had happened, you were like, things were ticking like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
Absolutely. But it was only three years ago. 11 years ago, I got out of nurse practitioner school. I was the old one in my class. I went back at 40, got out at 44. So it was- <laughs> and you're just on time and you're just on time. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, I, I, I feel, that's why I think I talk, one of the reasons I talk so fast and I'm so like, because <laughs> I know that I'm probably midlife. If I live to be 110 or 120, I'm midlife and man, I don't have any time to waste. I got to get going to spread the word out there. So, you know, it's only been about three, three years and, you know, and then my adverse childhood experience score is six, Yeah, maybe a seven, probably Mm. a seven. If you have at least six aces, you have an average reduced lifespan of 20 years. What? No, not me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely not. With the four of four times the risk of depression or Alzheimer's. My mother has Alzheimer's. Right. My mother, there's no telling what her ACE score is, actually. Three times risk of lung cancer, two and a half times risk of cancer, twice the risk of autoimmune disease, which is my um, passion. I I don't really call it a specialty or expertise. It's my passion in the office is autoimmune disease. And 1.6 times increased risk for, for diabetes of just four, four, a score of four. And that's something. Yes, it is. And so what did that, how did that spur you into healing? Well, it immediately turned me into, you know, I, when I found out about this, I, I went into like intensive therapy and not everyone can do that. (laughs) Not everyone can do that. I went to an in not well it's not really inpatient because you volunteer to go but to on-site and right. I went I spent six days at on-site in, in an experiential therapy workshop 12 to 14 hours a day wow. with 900 people working on the original trauma in my life the original one which was well honestly it was being born with a cord wrapped around my neck three times. My mom was talking to me about that today and they told her I'd never live. And she didn't see me. that was the original trauma, but I didn't really think about that. The, the original trauma was being molested by my first stepfather. Mm. And you go back to that. And then, you, and, and so that's what I did. That's what spurred it for me. I was like, okay, I'm going to hammer this out. I'm going to forgive my mother for telling me you caused me to lose the only man I've ever loved. Mm. Mm. When I was probably 13 or 14 and I didn't realize how that stuck with me for decades. So I hammered that out. I went through EMDR and I recommend my patients. I tell them anything you can afford. If you can afford to do something like what I did, go do it. Because I'm telling you now, until we get that trauma acknowledged and dealt with, it's very difficult to turn off that chronic inflammatory response in your body that is continually, continually cycling through. It it really is. It really is. I know for me, my score was greater than four. And when I found out that you're you're at risk for suicide, well, that made sense, you know, why I did what I had done, but also the Alzheimer's part. I was like, ah, ah, that is not going to be my story. And one of the things for the listeners that that can afford this, it's an online course by Annie Hopper called DNRS, which just works with the limbic system. Now, if you can go see her in person and do a workshop, that's great. But you can do an on, she's got an online course that you can do. And then you do the work, you know, it's, you do one hour every day for a year on your own that you have to like retrain your brain, your limbic system. But I'm telling you, it is magnificent training. It just helps you clear out that you're not living in your past. You're you're right now and now you can move forward. And I love that you've gotten healed up and I just, gosh, there's so much I can talk to you about. What are you showing me in your book? Well, I was, when you just said that you're not living in your past, the second chapter of my book is you are not your past. That's right. You are not your past. And this talks about my story and all, do you know, yesterday I was in Paducah, Kentucky for the very first book signing for the book. I I took my (laughs) office manager with me. She'd never been to Paducah. We were sitting at the foot of Broadway at the port of Paducah for at the Ohio river yesterday. I haven't sat there 
in a very long time, sitting at the foot of that river, watching this huge river boat come in. You know, it was really interesting to me because I had come full circle. I was back home, book signing, TV, all of that. But it brought back a whole lot of trauma in me because I knew I watched a car drive down right beside me down the ramp to the water. They weren't going in the water, but they were going to the water. And and it really triggered me. And I sat there and watched that. And I thought, and and I and Allie looked at me and I, she said, what are you thinking? And I told her, I said, you know, I was going to drive right off here as fast as I could into that river. And I am so grateful I didn't because it's, it's interesting. And I'm so, so I went home I and I thank feel like God I think, you didn't. I'm so grateful you didn't, Danny. I'm so grateful I didn't either. And, you know, there was a bigger plan for me, but a lot of people, a lot of people did not have anything that stopped them. And I just lost a patient two months ago, eight weeks mm-hmm. ago to suicide. Oh. And, and it has, it's devastated me. I missed it. We all missed it. We didn't see it. We did not see it coming. And you know, that phone calls to suicide crisis lines are up 800% since the pandemic, 800%. Fastest growing rate of suicide is, is age 10 to 24, that group, but 10 to 13 is the very fastest 10 years old. I, so. I I can't, ex- I mean, I, yeah, we can explain it, you know, with so much, but um, I just, about you missing it, I really, I would encourage you to not use those words because okay. you and I both know that we're very sneaky. When you're going to do something, we don't tell anybody. Okay. So nobody would have, so there people are very sneaky and they know how to not let anybody know anything. So how can we know if people don't voice it, right? True. Yeah. So just, I hadn't seen her since May, but, um, and she was just, you know, as bubbly as ever, but well, that's it, right. So what would you, well, how would you think, oh yeah, you're going to kill yourself in a couple hours or a couple of days or yeah. a couple of months. Yeah. So a couple months. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, and, <laughs> and so all that being said, adverse childhood experiences are a huge predictor, yes. but they don't have to be your future. They that's right. do not. You can turn around that past. You don't have to be your past. You can defy the odds. It doesn't matter what 17,000 people proved during the adverse childhood experience questionnaire. Huge, huge study. Doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's nice research and it's nice. Those are great statistics to know, but you do not have to be a statistic. You can turn it around and that's the beauty of it. And you and I are living, living proof. That's right. That's right. And I love that you said that you are not that statistic. You can, you're in charge of how you're going to go. So I want to know, how did you do it? How did you go that? I mean, besides doing the, the inpatient treatment center, what do you do every day to just keep yourself from not saying I'm not there? That's not me. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward. Do you do, you know, naturally for me, intrinsically, I don't have a depressed personality. I don't live in the past. I don't, I really, I'm an only child. My, you know, I grew up as an only child. I pretty much pull myself up and I get up and go. But now had I not done the hard work 10 years ago to heal my gut, Mm. I don't know that. Well, I know I wouldn't be where I am today because you can't heal the gut. You can't heal the brain without healing the gut. So when I started working on the brain and working on the psych issues that I had and all, had I not been working on the gut eight or nine years prior to that, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would be where I am today, but really the gut was the key for me and just moving forward. And, you know, I just, I'm not ever going back there. And when I started feeling better physically, because what happened to me all those years was joint pain from the lupus was joint pain. Well, the lupus was the symptom of all the leaky gut that I had going on. I realized the disease and I know that, but, but I wasn't born with lupus and I wasn't born with IBS and I was not born depressed or I wasn't born with joint pain. I wasn't born with any of that. I turned every single bit of it on. And when I started turning that off, I mean, my body just, I mean, I I just emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, everything started falling into line. And I think that's why 
I have the practice that I do today is that I'm living proof. Whatever you turn on, you can turn off. Eating well is key. Moving well, sleeping well, pooping well, decreasing stress, cultivating community. That's real big. And my community, you know this as well as I do. The community is that Jesus had community, man. Mm-hmm. He believed in community. Oh, yeah. And he, had, he had 12 flawed humans around <laughs> him. Know. Right? He sure does. They were nuttier than me. They were, I mean, right? <laughs> they all have a story. If you break them all down and look at them, like, what the heck? They were just like us. And then inside those 12, he had a tighter, you know, community. And so I, I just believe that. I just, I, I, I latched onto my community. My community helped me, you know, and they, they knew my story and between healing the gut and learning how to sleep and learning how to move my body and decrease stress, it just all fell together. And how long and do it, you think it took it, you to do that? Oh, it took me years, years, years to start really balancing it all. Healing the gut was the hardest thing for me because we are so emotionally connected to food. Yes. Everything we do revolves around food. And my kids were little (laughs) still, and I had just gotten off of five years of food stamps. Well, when you're on food stamps, trust me, that although you can buy good food on food stamps, you know, you people on, or I I shouldn't, I don't, I don't need to say that everyone on food stamps doesn't know about good health, but I didn't, I didn't. So I was buying whatever I could that was cheap. That was going to help those food stamps go further. Right. 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 As you would. Absolutely. So, so organic was not, but as soon as I started controlling what was at the end of my fork and learning what my food sensitivities were and actually decreasing the inflammatory response in my gut, everything started to turn around, but it took me a good year to embrace that. Whenever my Dr. Cobb said, Danny, you've got to cut out the gluten, the dairy, the sugar, the eggs, the soy, the peanuts, the corn, what? And then we did food sensitivity testing on me. And when we did that, it took it to another level. But I was mad as a hornet. It was 11 years ago this week. Yeah, 11 years ago this week (laughs) when I got my food sensitivity results back. And I threw them on the floor. And as a good Christian girl, I said a really bad word. (laughs) I'm not doing this. And Dr. Kalb looked to me square in the eye too. And he said, oh, yeah, you are. If you're going to ask your patients to follow their food sensitivity results, you're going to follow yours. So and what I, was your, what were the big ones for you? Eggs, number one, eggs. And they're still on there. I got my results back last week. Eggs are still number one. I do them every year. Um, cashews, beans, dairy, and gluten. Those yeah. are the top five for me. Well, just so, you, just, just so you know, because I, I help my husband and I help people reverse early Alzheimer's and prevent Alzheimer's. Dr. Bredesen is really against, I mean, he teaches us through research and, and real science, dairy and gluten and sugar just have, and the seed oils have got to be removed for our brain health. So that's just, you know, gluten, dairy, sugar, I call them the white devils straight up. They are awful. And they're so hard to come off of. You bet they are. And my mom has Alzheimer's and lives in an assisted living. And so do you want to know? Well, do you know how difficult it is? Because I was determined the second I read Dr. Bredesen's book, the second I heard him in New York City speak at the Integrative Healthcare Symposium, man, I flew all in there. I mean, I knew what to do before that, not not for Alzheimer's necessarily, but for healing the gut. Yeah. Well, forget it. You know, you cannot you cannot have a, a family member be gluten, dairy and sugar free in an Alzheimer's. I mean, in a well, in a memory no. care unit or mm-hmm. an assisted living. I mean, if their neighbor is eating biscuits and gravy for breakfast, well, they're going to eat biscuits and gravy. My mom was like, where's my biscuit? The very first day, I'll never forget it. She said, where's my biscuit? I said, well, mom, we're going to go gluten-free. She, and she said, bullshit. No, I'm not. This was funny. I mean, it was really funny. And I walked up to the, to the, to the kitchen at the assisted living. I said, just forget it. Just, it didn't even last one meal, one meal. And yes. So. Alzheimer's, and you know, this is a disease of prevention, right? Yes, yes, yes totally it is. prevention. And you and I are preventing it right now by the way yes, we're ma'am. eating and drinking and sleeping and all that stuff. So yes, yes, ma'am. 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, so ma you don't have to have Alzheimer's. You can no, prevent it. No, you do it. not. No matter what your score is, your adverse childhood experience score, no matter, even if it's zero, you know, even if you weren't born with Alzheimer's and I, I am proof if you're not born with it, you can turn it around or well, prevent you, it. You might've been born with the APOE4 gene, yes. you know, and maybe two copies of that, but it doesn't have to be expressed. So no, that's exactly right. That's so, the key. I'm an APOE two, three. I know so. you're just lucky. Well, <laughs> you're, you're just people, blessed. <laughs> several people in my office are fours, you know, my several, several of my employees are. So I really would love to check my mom just to see, yeah. just to see there's not yeah. much I can do now, but yeah. um, I would love to know what her genetics are because of the scientist in you. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I don't consider myself a scientist at all. I consider myself like common sense, practical, you know, medicine. We were talking about this um, because it's not rocket science, right? As right. we talk about all the time, it's not. And no, it's not. You and I know that. It's not. And so, I mean, gosh, the journey, the journey to healing. And I totally see you living to be 120 because I want to live to be 122 with my husband who you just met. So let's just do it and let's teach it. and let the world know, hey, you can do this even if you've been a mess the first 50 years of your life, you know, you can. That's exactly right. And when you say, how long did it take you? You know, I tell patients this all the time. They're like, uh, they'll come back in four weeks and they may be some better if they, if they did what I asked them to do, I know they're going to be, but they're like, you know, I thought that whatever I would lose weight or I'd have more energy. I'm like, you are 53 years old, sis. It's going to, you spent 53 years getting yourself in this shape. It's going to take a little longer than four weeks <laughs> for us to reverse this. So, so, you know, just know that don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's, but every week that you control what's at the end of your fork, that maybe you move your body a little bit more, or you go to sleep a little bit earlier, or you get off this phone a little bit earlier, or, you know, all the things that we ask you to do every week that you do that consistency builds resiliency. It is as, it is as simple as that. I love and that. I guarantee you in six months, you'll say, whoa, I'm not where I need to be, but I am so much better than I was six years ago, or six weeks ago, or six months ago. I'm never going back there. I will never, you know that I you know. and I will never go back to where never. I'll never go back to that buffet. There's not enough gluten in the world for me to go back to that. If I'm going to cheat, it's going to have to be something really spectacular. Yeah. I mean, and really spectacular. So I, I, my daughter, my daughter's in Italy right now. And oh. I know Italy. Have you been to Italy? I went for my 50th birthday five years ago. And let me tell you, I had been gluten-free for five, seven years or so by then. Dairy-free as well, because dairy's a big one. So I made a decision. <laughs> I will do the best I can over there, but I am not going to limit myself because I, I felt amazing. I did not have one problem in Italy and I ate every pizza, every cannoli, every gelato, every latte, every you, anything that involved gluten and dairy, I suppose I ate it. It, I, I didn't have one problem. No joint Why? pain. Why not? I don't know. I mean, the wheat must be different there. Maybe the cows are less toxic. <laughs> I don't know, but I was so mad. I was like, well, I'm going to go straight virtual and I'm going to work from Italy. Yeah. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> By the time I got home, my, I mean, within three days of coming home, my hands were hurting because oh, yeah. I got back here, you know, and, and so, so I, I don't know what's going on in the United States, but, um, I made a decision. I would eat what I want. And there you go. I haven't eaten. A How long were you there for? I was there for 14, 13 days. It was incredible. Well, I just want to let you know, she, she knows how Michael and I encourage all the whole family to go gluten-free and dairy-free. Yes. And she goes, mom, they've got, they've got gluten-free pasta here. And I'm like, yay, we can go to Italy. So yes, I just wanted can. to share that with you. Yes, but, they do have gluten-free pasta there. And, and I tried gluten-free pizza and I tried because I wanted to try it all yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
but I had that book signing last night in Paducah and I, I knew most of the people that were in this restaurant, they were there, but there was this one lady, I had no idea who she was and her head was just like this the entire time. I did like a 10 minute talk on healing your body from the inside out and a little bit about my story. Well, she came up later. She was just there to eat. She didn't know she was getting into some <laughs> some redneck woman talking about, you know, You're healing not her a body. Redneck woman. She came up. She was born and raised in France and she lives in Mayfield, Kentucky. And she she bought a book. She actually bought a book. She said, I cannot believe everything you said. She said, I just got back from France and I told my family, I said, French women do not suffer like American women do. They aren't overweight. They don't hurt. They're not depressed as much. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but she said, I I think it's our food. I think it's our movement. You know, all of that. She said, you are literally speaking my love language. Oh, yay. And, and, And it's about your diet and your stress and your movement and your sleep. Yes, it was really neat to speak to her. She was so engaged. She was more engaged than all the people that I knew that were there listening. She really was. But but other countries, I don't think, struggle the way we do. Many probably do. But, yeah. you know, we, we eat a lot of processed, packaged, bagged, fake, man. New Zealand, New Zealand and Australia really is suffering. I mean, I thought when I moved here 21 years ago that it would be, you know, everybody. So, you know, you think of New Zealand as healthy, healthy. And yes. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's pretty bad. We don't have a healthcare system here. We've got disease management. And that's why, you know, I just said, that's it. I'm studying functional medicine. But I wanted to ask you, um, you said, so you had IBS and lupus and urticaria and you were suicidal and depressed and you tried to take your life. So did you heal your gut and then the IBS started going away? The urticaria started going away? The lupus started going away? The depression started going away? Yes. People need to hear this. I hope you wrote this in your book. Oh, Oh, it's the entire third chapter on um, oh, okay. inflammation. Inflammation is the devil. <laughs> it's the it name is. Of it. And <laughs> then, and then the eat well chapter discusses that in detail on what I did. But the second I knew my food sensitivities, which are controversial, a lot of people yeah, don't, yeah. you know, they are, but I'm going to tell you, it turned my entire trajectory of my life around because I did not know that I could be eating good food, cashews. I love cashews. I ate a lot of cashews. They were my favorite nut. My body hates cashews. And I've never, even though I have healed the the leaky gut and the inflammatory response in my gut, Cashews never went away. I just must have some really severe sensitivity to cashews. So which food, so which food sensitivity test did you do? We used well back then. We had used immunolabs, and uh, and and they they we don't. I don't use them anymore. I use what what their um, precision point diagnostics, formerly Dunwoody Labs. Doctor Cheryl Burdett, who's a naturopathic doctor, she created this test. It's an IgE and an IgE test. IgE, IgG, food allergy, food sensitivity test, but they also look at complement and IgG4. They look at four pathways that food can be creating an inflammatory response in your body. And the beauty of this test is they only use organic antigens. So I know for a fact, if Isabel reacts to beef, she reacted to a grass-fed organic cow not one fed bad GMO corn, not one with hormones in it, not Mm -hmm. one with antibiotics in it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to find a test that is true, you know, uses organic antigens. We look at the top 88 foods in the country. And for me and my patients, it's been a game changer because you could be eating avocados every day and not realize that your body does not like avocados. And, and but food. but do you look at the IgE mostly or I mean are you I look more at both? We look at both and I'll notice that the IgG will change 
quicker than the IgE, yeah. of course. Right. Um, and so we look at both of those. I mean, it looks at both and I work with all of it, whatever it is, and the complement will increase the C3D will increase your inflammatory response by like a thousand times or something crazy. But we eliminate those foods and the test is broken down one to 88, how Isabel reacted. Right, right. One through 88. So I tell people, if you're so stressed out about this, just cut out the top 10 foods. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You know, and then add some new foods in, add some new foods. We only eat about the same 12 or 15 foods. We don't have diversity in our life. So even if someone reacts to 30 foods, they probably don't eat 30 foods. So, but are the top 10 um, IgE? Are well, they, it's a combo. It'll be a combination. Of depending IgE. on how, how high the assay turns Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Okay. I well, think I ha- it's a great Oh, I yeah. think it's a great food sensitivity test. I've used it for years. I've gone through multiple ones in the past, multiple ones. I think they're the, the most solid for me. And it's um, it, it's a it's a good, solid test. And not everybody wants to do it. But I do cut out patients. I cut out gluten, dairy, soy, corn, sugar, eggs, and peanuts. Those are the top seven foods. And I give them an elimination protocol. Right. And some people can afford food sensitivity. Some can't. So right. I say, start with this, start yeah. with this, add some L-glutamine in every morning to help patch that gut back together. Take a good probiotic, maybe a digestive enzyme, and let's start there with an elimination diet and see mm-hmm. what happens. And if they can do food sensitivity, we go in, we go into that. Right. And that takes it to a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. For the testing and, you know, like functional medicine teaches us test, don't guess. Don't guess. Yes. That's right. Which and so many get- people guess. And I'm like, I had somebody at church yesterday come up to me and say, oh, you were talking in your, um, I've got a, I've got a private Facebook group called the shame-free anxiety and depression community for women. And I was teaching about inflammation and I had talked about a, the gut testing and there's this complete microbiome mapping that we get here in New Zealand, which is so good. I love this test because it tells me what your gut looks like. And um, she said, Oh, but I eat so healthy. I, I know my guts. Well, well, she's suffering from depression. I go, okay. You know, like, what do you say to somebody that says, Oh, but I know I eat so well. Everybody thinks they eat so well. Right, Danny. Oh my goodness. Uh, One of my very, one of my very best friends. And she was at the book signing last night. She, she too thought she was eating so well. And I said to her, I said, Holly, I'm just telling you, you are not. Now you need to go back to your food sensitivity and you need to read everything and you need to reread the virgin diet, which JJ wrote, you know, and it's on the top seven foods. And she called me and she, or she texted me a huge text. And she said, Holy cow. I, you were right. I was wrong. And she looked, she was looking at labels, which if you're looking at labels, you're eating fake food. It's as simple as that. That's right. That's right. Food does not have a label on it. Right. Right. And she said, I can't believe how much soy I'm eating. And again, soy's not the devil. If it was the Asian community, you know, would, would all be in, in deep trouble. It's not the soy, it's the GMO soy or the, you know, everything that you've got in soy. Right. Um, but she thought she was, and I saw her last night. She looks fantastic. She said, Danny, I've basically gone to a vegetarian by accident, pescatarian, chicken yeah. and fish and all the things. And she said, I'm just eating mainly vegetables and chicken and fish. And she feels incredible. And I, her little face is not puffy. You, the, One of the first things you start to notice when you heal the gut is the face starts to get the puffiness goes down. Your fingers don't look like little sausages. anymore. And you get up and your hands don't hurt anymore. Again, I don't, I used to put my hands in hot water and I didn't have arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis or anything. I just had, it was what was at the end of my fork was killing me. I know food, like chef Michael says here at doctor on a mission, food is medicine or food is poison. Your choice. Simple as that. Yeah. And if you're, if you're going to between. Yeah. If you're going to watch the TV commercials, well, then you're watching food as poison because nobody's advertising an apple. Nobody's advertising a, you know, piece of broccoli. That's not what's getting advertised. I tell people every day and all your listeners, if you are getting your food, which is not food, by the way, from someone's (laughs) drive-through window 
or takeout every day, you are creating systemic inflammation, but you are the lab rat. There is a reason that your food from your favorite fast food place tastes the same in Franklin, Tennessee, as it does in New Zealand. I don't know if they have. Oh, they yeah. Have oh, the yeah. The Everything. same as New Franklin or New Zealand or New York City or Destin, Florida is because it was made in a chemistry lab. It is designed to taste the same everywhere. It is designed to, 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 to for addiction, fat, salt, sugar, and you are a chemistry experiment. It is fake processed foods. And just think how many kids are there. We're going through drive through every morning, getting those kids their breakfast before they go to school. And we wonder why they can't focus and they're ADD and they're depressed and they're angry and they're all the things. It's fake food. I, I, it's heartbreaking to me. And when you know better, you must do better. Danny. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's, <laughs> it's so sad to see how tricked people are. I you know, it's just know. so sad. It's so sad. Okay. Well, let's, it's, why don't, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> something because when, I, women are 50% more likely to have an ACE score greater than five. Wow. Women are. And fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome are generally poster children for people who've had adverse childhood experiences. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And, you know, fibromyalgia, that that makes sense with fibromyalgia because fibromyalgia, if you touch people, they're just so like what happened, you know, in their childhood about touching that hurt all the time. And do you think your rheumatologist who's diagnosing you with fibro or chronic fatigue has ever given you the adverse childhood experience questionnaire? No, no, no but we're not taught. We're not taught in, in medical no, school. This. I wasn't taught about it. My son's in medical school right now. And it'll be interesting to see if he's taught, if he's taught about this or if what year, it. what year is he? First in? year, first semester, overwhelmed, oh, overwhelmed wow. right now. Oh my he, gosh. I don't know how it was the grace of God that got me through that first year. Oh, that first, oh my God. It's been a mess. It's been a mess. They are so emotionally torn up because, because of what we're going through with the pandemic. One day class is on, one day it's not. It's virtual. One day they're in the in the lab, one day they're not because somebody's got cut. It's an it's a nightmare. And on top of just the nightmare of medical school. Which is a nightmare. Which is a complete nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's like so, an ad, it's like a, an ad, adverse childhood experience all over again. <laughs> all over again. Thank goodness his score is one. His oh, parents good. were divorced. He took. I had him take it. And he he's his is a one. So you know we did get divorced before he was eighteen. So um, but but all of that being said, we've all got childhood experiences. Not everyone has childhood trauma. No, it's rare for me to have a zero in the office Hmm. rare, but I do get them. I mean, I mean, I do, Um, but I've had as high as tens, nines, eight, nine, 10. Those are rarer also, you know, I would say the bulk of my patients are probably fours and fives somewhere around there. And when they did this questionnaire, when they did this study, 70, I think it was, they found 70%, no, 68%, 67% of all people out of 17,000 people had at least one mm. adverse childhood experience, 67%. Yeah. And if you had one, there was an 87% chance of another ACE and a 50% chance of having three. So just having one increases your chance of having multiple adverse childhood experiences. And this group, 17,000 people, this group was a middle-class, average 50-ish years, 51, 52 years old, white, middle-class to upper middle-class in in San Diego area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did not include the black, the brown population or lower income. So can, can you imagine if it truly was, well, it makes sense. 
it a makes sense. Population. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's but it just makes sense why everybody's so unwell because the you underlying bet. your soul is unwell. Yes, your amygdala, yes. your limbic system is unwell. So how can you, you know, you have to be a fighter. And I just wanted to say something real quick, yes, ma'am, for your son. You know, you and I had talked before about, oh, you must have been so smart to be a doctor. And I go, I just want to let you know something. I ain't smart. (laughs) I have such a hard time taking tests. I am just like a dog on a bone. That's all I am. And that's the only way I became a doctor because chemistry wasn't easy. It all has been so hard for me, but I'm just of the nature like you, like, no, I, this is what I'm doing. And I am like a dog on a bone. What? He's calling right now. That's <laughs> funny. He never calls because of um, because of school, right? So he never, but he's very similar to me. Well, he's way smarter than me. I'm the same as you. I was determined I was going to do it. He called me the other day and he said, Mama, I don't know how you did this on food stamps, trying to feed us, divorced with two little kids in two separate schools and 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 got through nurse practitioner school and nurse midwifery school. He said, I have no idea how you did it. He said, I don't have any responsibility. And I said, <laughs> Dude, you're, you're leveled up. You're in medical school. Now, yes, it was hard. And I was in an, an accelerated program, but um, you know, you, you, you're, you're leveled up over there, but he has now seen that his mama sacrificed a whole lot to get through nurse practitioner school. Cause I too, it's not, intuitive to me no neither. no I have a master's degree in fashion design for crying out loud I, I the only one to go through my class in school with a master's in fashion what and then yeah. I made a and I have I have a master's in having fun that's all I was having Isn't a master's in. <laughs> and then we turned around and went straight the 180 <laughs> degree into medicine yeah. see but, but, but again, we are living proof. You can do anything you put your mind to. If it's go through medical school, if it's a get through nurse practitioner school, if it's heal your body, if it's change, whatever's at the end of your fork, you can do anything you want. And any, when, when you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, yeah. you will make the change. That's right. That's right. And that is a perfect bridge to my last question. What three action steps would you give to our listeners that, so that they can implement and win right away? I think number one is what you just said. Change just, what's it? What change your diet? Just make the decision. Make the decision that you're going to, it hands down. You just say, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. The pain of the change is worth it. Or, that's right. It's the pain of the same outweigh. No, the pain of the change outweighs the pain of the same. I'm going to do it right now. That's number one. Just make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. And if you mess up, don't throw it all out. Just get right back on it. And, you know, set your boundaries. I'm a big believer in automating, eliminating, and delegating. Those three things right there, three action steps. AED, your life. Life support your life right now. Automate everything that you can in your life. Get rid of all the things that, you know, if it's writing checks or whatever, get rid of it. Automate it. Eliminate everything that is not serving you well. And that means, um, I mean, that means a lot of things. Everything. Everything. Job. You yeah. make, there are things you need to or, or, or eliminate some people that are dragging you down in your life. There, J- Jesus did that. He, he kept his boundaries. That's right. Right. That's yes. right. And, and so automate, eliminate and delegate everything else. If you, you don't have to have your hand in everything, your world will turn around when you do those three things right there. Nothing gets on your schedule without you approving it. My schedule, my schedule is crazy right now with this book coming out, but I've approved every single thing. Are you I on Google have- Calendar? Yes. Me too. Mine too. uh, If it's not on Google Calendar, I don't have to do it. (laughs) That's exactly right. So you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to be the room mom. You don't have, your kid's going to go to fourth grade, whether or not you've 
been the room mom or not. Who cares? You need to start decreasing the stress in your life so that you can decrease your cortisol levels. You Mm. can take a deep breath and you can begin to heal your body from the inside out. And people don't like it when you set boundaries, but you need to set boundaries. And, and, and that that's huge. Automate, eliminate, delegate, and just make the decision. I am worth it. I am a child of God. I am a child of the highest king over there. And I am going to live the life that mm-hmm. God designed me to live. Amen. I love it. Yes. Oh, I hope our listeners receive that because that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. So Danny, and it's never too late. It's, it's never, never too, late, too until, late until you take your last breath. That's right. That's right. Never too late. Isn't that something? It's so freeing to know I can change and live the life I want, no matter what your age. You bet. And you know, we had a really good opportunity. I know we have to wrap this up, but we've no, had I, I don't months. care. <laughs> we've had two years, honestly, to start learning how to cook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To start setting boundaries, mm-hmm. to getting our kids in the kitchen to cleaning up the clutter in our house. I mean, there's so many things that I could talk about here that we've had the opportunity to do. Some people did. Many people did. They learned how to cook and not just bread. They didn't only learn how to bake bread. (laughs) uh, When I saw that on the news, I was like, oh, my God, uh, I'm joking. Oh, I know, right? But we've had an opportunity and things still aren't up 150% yet. So again, Start cleaning up the things at the house and cleaning up the clutter and learning how to cook one meal even and just really realizing that life is precious. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. And whatever life, much life I have left, I'm going to live it wild and well, and I'm going to feel good. And that's what I wanted you to end on. Will you show us your book and where people can find you? Oh my goodness. Here it is right here. This is the paperback. It's paperback and hardbacks, a little bit bigger uh, than the average book. It's all over uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Parnassus Books, anywhere you buy your books, most places picked it up, which I'm so blessed about. It's a complete book of healing and hope that you don't have to live broken. It's my six steps to healing eat well, sleep well, move well, poop well, de-stress well, commune well. And then the whole first part on, on my, my childhood trauma. Um, it's, it's an incredible book. So they can find us. DannyWilliamson.com is the website and Instagram, Facebook, YouTube are all the same. Danny Williamson wellness. And we put out just like you, just like anyone who does what we do for a living, <laughs> we put out a tremendous amount of free education every single day, every day. Instagram is loaded. I've got tons on Instagram, YouTube, every Sunday night service I do is downloaded or uploaded, whatever. I don't know to YouTube, Facebook. I do. I mean, it's just crazy because we love to teach. And, and just so your people know, if you have a, if you're seeing a healthcare provider who doesn't listen to you, Mm. who doesn't believe in your Mm. healing journey, Mm. who doesn't help you find a way to reverse your chronic lifestyle disease that you weren't born with, then find a new provider. Because guess what? Dr. Isabel and Danny Williamson, we work for you. We Mm -hmm. do. You pay our bills and we help you find a better way. And if, and shame on that healthcare provider, if they're not helping you find a better way, if they're just pushing pills, we need prescription, prescription oh, yeah. lives. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying that at all. But what I'm saying is my heartburn was not a Nexium deficiency. My heartburn was what I was eating. And, and you need a provider who's going to help you walk that journey and who actually is also walking the walk. So you have the right to change healthcare providers. That gets me emotional because I'm, I know, I know people feel like they're stuck with their GP or their family practice or no, they're not their or their family or their family nurse practitioner. It's like, no, you're not. You're free. Fly, fly. That's right. And find <laughs> someone, not a yes, man. You don't need somebody who's a yes. You need somebody who is really invested in your health and is practicing common sense, practical medicine, man, that 
garbage in equals garbage out. I mean, I really do feel like, I mean, I'm pretty smart, you know, just like you, but I'm not the smartest one there. I have (laughs) built my entire career off of common sense. And when you heal what's happening inside your body and when you heal the gut, everything else falls into it. It does. It. I agree. I agree. I love the gut. If it's where I start. Yeah, me too. It's where I I started there. Because I thought I was dumb and I didn't understand all these things these people were coming into the office talking about in a functional <laughs> way. So I thought, okay, we're just going to start on food elimination because that'll give me four weeks to buy time to figure out what in the world these people are talking about. We'll come to find out that's where you start to begin with. Yeah. And, and then you get to understand the lab results and go you okay and then (laughs) you heal the gut you begin to heal the adrenals and then you begin to heal the thyroid and then you begin to heal the hormones and it all works together i love it it's beautiful how can people not believe in god that god created that god didn't create the world i mean and the people i look at the body like how did the mitochondria happen with a big bang theory. You know, it's like, this was perfectly created. It's so beautiful. The first time I delivered a baby, now I'd been a doula for years before I went to nurse midwifery What's a doula? What's a doula? Doulas help women through labor and delivery. They've been around for thousands of years. That doula actually means woman servant. Actually, I have to tell you, you remind me of a midwife that helped deliver my first baby. She was from um, Scotland. You look, her name was Sonia. You look and act exactly like Sonia. (laughs) You would have I promise been a great I can be quiet in a delivery. I don't <laughs> chat like, blah, blah, blah. but uh, the first time that I, I physically got to deliver a baby, like, well, I didn't physically, the mama did it, but how can you not believe in God when you see the birth of a baby that came from a sperm and an egg? You can't even see it. Boom. It's totally. You can't see it. And you grew a baby in nine months. It's unbelievable to me that a baby is inside that womb. One push, you know, you see the head right there. You see that. Well, up here, see the head. And then, well, hopefully not all that crazy hair, but, um, and then boom, the next thing a baby is out. It's an unbelievable miracle to me. It is. It is. I believe. I agree. I agree. Yes. Oh, Danny, thank I just you. love you. I, just I know. Love you. I love you too. I haven't even met you in person, but I just, we've talked and I just, I have to tell everybody last week we were going to do this, but zoom, something happened and we just, it wasn't working. So, so Danny called me on the phone and we start, we tried to do a zoom on her phone and we were on there for almost an hour. <laughs> we were, we could have done an entire podcast, but we talked and talked and talked and we rescheduled well, I couldn't, it. I couldn't figure out how to, how to video it on, on the phone. So I don't know if you can video zoom on your phone. I- I think you can, but I I don't, I don't, I don't know, but you know, everything works out for a reason. Yeah. And and I delegate um, that stuff. Just like you said, delegate, delegate, delegate. delegate. (laughs) That's exactly right. You know, you may love to do something, but you're not good at it. My friend, Michael's like, he, he, he taught me about that automate, eliminate, delegate. He's like that. You do not need to, you stay in your wheelhouse. Do not, um, Uh, what's the word? Do not take away somebody who's really good at something that wants to do that. Let them do that, whatever it is, you know, whatever. Don't tinker around with stuff that you, you may enjoy it, but you're not good at. Mm. Don't really do that. That's not a good use of your time. Right. And John Maxwell talks about that. He says, work in your strength zone. You bet. And yes, your strength zone, your wheelhouse, stay in your wheelhouse. Stay, stay there. And, 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 (laughs) You'll, you'll be happier for sure. So, well, I just want to let everybody know that all the, in the show notes will be all the places where you can find Danny and her website and her book and all that stuff. Okay. I'm so excited. I hope you love the book. The book is written for everyone who's been told there's nothing you can do. This mm-hmm. is your life. There's no cure, you know, and it is an, it's just a great book on health and healing and hope there's hope, but it also gives you a strategy. Hope is great, but you got to have a strategy. And I see that while well and wild, well, wild and well, wild and well, I see and well, I declare that wild and well will positively impact and inspire greater than a billion people in this world. 
in Jesus' oh glorious gosh, name. Amen. My, amen. Go, my goal was a million. I was like, I just want to help a million people. So let's help a billion people know that they they are absolutely designed to heal themselves. Are there more than a billion people in this world? I don't know how many. I think there there's billion? I think there's like five or six billion. Anyway, billion. think big. God is big. I don't know. I'm just a, <laughs> uh, just a little girl from Gilbertsville, Kentucky. What do I know? I don't, we have like 600 people in my town. So <laughs> really 600. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's thousand. I don't know. We have a flashing light. We don't have a real light. A stoplight. Oh, cute. Oh yeah. It's small town. So I was there this weekend, started off the book tour, a book tour. I don't have a book tour, but you know what I mean? A book <laughs> signing hang out book tour because I'm fancy like that started off in my hometown it was so cool it was full circle I mean it was an emotional weekend to go back that book is 55 years in the making I thought it just took me two two years to get it written and done Uh uh-uh when I really dissected it this weekend 55 years right here yes I know I know I know I know I know Two okay. years. Sure okay. Like, okay. All right. Thank wow. you so much. Thank All right, everybody. Viewers. Thank you, everyone. This is Dr. Isabel, and this is Danny coming to you on the MD and Chef team. Thank you for joining us. Please share this podcast with your friends and family because there's so many people that are suffering, and guess what? They don't have to suffer anymore. Okay. There's hope. I love you. God bless you. And remain unstoppable. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review.